in your Bible, please, to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. We are going to learn some fantastic truths from the scripture passage that Mark Autar read so beautifully earlier in the service. Matthew chapter 28. Our theme is, what difference does Easter make? Today is Easter Sunday. We celebrate, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, victorious over the grave, conquering death. What difference does Easter make? Oh, Easter makes a great, great big difference, and we're going to just touch on some of the difference that Easter makes. The first truth I want to direct your attention to is this. Easter reminds us the Lord has exciting, special blessings for you as you show love and loyalty to Jesus. Amen? This comes across throughout Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. We read in that very first verse. Why don't you read it in unison with me from the big screen. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. And of course, it's referring to them going to visit the tomb of Jesus, who was crucified on the Friday. Now on, on that first Easter Sunday, the reason Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb of Jesus was because of their love and loyalty for Jesus. They were followers of our Lord Jesus Christ when he walked the earth. They were followers and Mary Magdalene, for one, had experienced incredible miracles in her life because of the ministry and the power of Jesus. And so now we find these ladies going to the tomb on that Sunday morning. And as they have gone to the tomb, they are shocked, surprised. Words cannot really fully express what they felt when they discovered that the tomb was empty and that Jesus was risen. Now I want you to just notice some of the blessings that these women experienced because of their love and loyalty for Jesus. They experienced the blessing of seeing an angel of the Lord. Verse 2 says, Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his, and his clothing was as white as snow. And so they had the privilege of seeing this incredible angel, actually angels. Not only that, they had the privilege of seeing the stone from Jesus' tomb having been rolled away. They saw it was rolled away. They had wondered how they could access the body to anoint Jesus and to use some of the ointments and, and uh, spices and perfumes. But God, through his power, removed the stone. They were also blessed seeing the angel's face shine like lightning, says the Bible, and his clothing white as snow. 
They also saw professional guards shaking with fear because of the earthquake and the angel's appearance. Not many in those days would have, would have had the opportunity to see big Roman soldier guards shaking in their boots. The, the guards were always to be feared. They were looked upon with, with great power and they were strong and mighty. And here these, these ladies saw them in great need. Now the women also had the blessing of the angel speak to them. And the angel said, the angel said in verse 5, the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come see where the body was lying. Come see where the body was lying. And so the women had the blessing. They had the great blessing of being the first to discover that Jesus rose from the dead, that the tomb was empty. They were the first to discover why, because of their love and loyalty to Jesus. Amen. These are just a few of the special blessings the women experienced. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says this. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Isn't that beautiful? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And so I say to you on this beautiful Easter Sunday, for those of you who love and are loyal and, and are loyal to Jesus, keep loving. Keep loving and serving Jesus with all your heart. And for those of you who are perhaps hearing, hearing for the first time this truth, I want to invite you to begin. I encourage you to begin to love and to be loyal to Jesus with all your heart. And this Easter, this Easter can be the day when you start your personal love relationship with Jesus. Then watch for special blessings that will follow. This can be the Sunday, this can be the Easter when you start your love relationship with Jesus. And how do you do that? You begin by just humbling yourself and saying, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. I have been a sinner but I'm grateful that I can come to you and I can ask you to forgive me of my sins and I believe I can be forgiven because Jesus, your son, died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. So now I receive by faith this forgiveness, this forgiveness that you give to me, the forgiveness that you've given to George, the forgiveness you've given to Bill, the forgiveness you've given to, to Dr. Dr. Lisa, the forgiveness you've given to many people in this sanctuary. Lord, I receive your promise, your promise of the presence of your spirit in my life. And I receive the promise of heaven. Thank you, Lord. This Easter Sunday, I choose to begin my relationship with you. Would you do that today? Would you do that today, my dear friend? Amen. Then, as we think further upon what difference does Easter make, I want to take you, I want to take you to this second truth, which is also very beautiful. 
Read it with me from the big screen, would you? Easter reminds us our risen Jesus can turn our discouragements and despair into hope and joy. Please notice, notice what happened after Jesus was crucified as recorded in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27. So if you just kind of flip back, maybe a page. Look what happened in Matthew 27, beginning at verse 59. All right. This is after Jesus was crucified. Verse 59 says, Joseph took the body, that is Jesus' body, and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. It says Mary and the other Mary, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from Jesus' tomb, staring at his grave. What was going through their mind and heart? I would say to you, they were in a state of great discouragement. They were discouraged. They were, they were sorrowing, for they had been believing in Jesus and following him. They were not expecting him to be crucified, although he had told everyone he would be. But then, then the next morning, the next morning, Sunday morning came. They went to Jesus' grave once again with some traditional spices and ointments to anoint his body, which was quite customary then. They went discouraged. They went sorrowing, filled with despair. Do you know what is the definition of despair? Despair is the complete loss, is the complete loss or absence of hope. That's what despair is. The women went to Jesus' tomb filled with discouragement and despair. But oh, how their mourning changed when the angels said to them, I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And then verse 8 Verse 8 tells us, the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also what? Filled with great joy. Yes, they were frightened. They were trying to figure out what happened, what's going on. It's understandable that they were, they were confused and frightened, but also filled with great joy. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to say to you, is there something, is there something causing you discouragement, disillusionment, and despair? I invite you. I invite you to allow our risen Jesus to turn your hopelessness into hopefulness and joy. 
Amen. Romans 15 verse 4 says, And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Jesus said, as recorded in John 16, verse 11, he said, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. My friends, Easter reminds us our risen Jesus can turn our discouragements and despair into hope and joy. Let it happen, Lord. Let it happen. Let it happen here. Let it happen there. Let it happen here. Let it happen there. Let it happen to people in the balcony. Let it happen to radio listeners. Filled with joy. Amen. Amen. Yes. What difference does Easter make? Here's a third truth that can impact you and me in a beautiful way. Number three. Read it with me. Easter reminds us our risen Jesus wants to help us bounce back from defeat. This truth comes out of verses 7 and 10. Now stick with me. Stick with me, and I believe you'll be touched by the truth as I was and continue to be touched. Let's look at and read verse 7. Matthew 28, verse 7. All right. The angel is speaking to the women, and the angel says, since we have it on the big screen, why don't you read it in unison with me? And now, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. You know, I find it very beautiful I find it very beautiful and heartwarming that the women are told to go and tell his disciples that Jesus has risen from the dead and that he wants to meet up with them in Galilee. I find it very heartwarming because, because common sense common sense tells me that the disciples would have been feeling defeated. They would have been feeling defeated and very upset with themselves. The disciples had been with Jesus for about three and a half years. The night before Jesus was crucified, he said to his disciples on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus had said to them, tonight all of you will desert me. And then Matthew chapter 26, verse 33 in the following says, Peter declared... <clears throat> Even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter. This very night before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you ever know me, that you even know me. No, no, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same. Sadly, all of them ended up doing, doing what they said they would not do. They deserted Jesus. And they must have felt defeated, ashamed, embarrassed, down and out, 
But the risen Jesus didn't want them to continue to feel that way. He didn't want them to continue to live that way. Jesus wanted to help them bounce back from defeat. In fact, in fact, I want you to notice, I want you to notice what Jesus calls the disciples in verse 10, which says, then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my what? Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Jesus is telling the women, he's telling them, go tell my brothers, referring to the disciples, go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. It's remarkable. It's awesome that Jesus said, go tell my brothers. He didn't say. Some of us would have wanted to say some of the following things. He didn't, he didn't say, go tell those deserters. He didn't say, go tell those scoundrels. He didn't say, go tell those faithless followers of mine. He didn't say, go tell those phony balonies. He didn't say, go tell those good-for-nothing rogues. He didn't say, go tell those terrible traitors. No. He said to them, go tell my brothers. Go tell my brothers. I'll meet them in Galilee. Let me point out something else very beautiful which Jesus did in this same line. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 7, the angel speaking to the women at the tomb, and the angel says, <clears throat> the angel says to the women, now go and tell his disciples, watch this now, now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter. Some of your translations simply say, now go and tell his disciples and Peter. Why was special mention made of Peter? Because Peter had failed Jesus super big time. Extra big time. I was reading one pastor who says, Peter's the one who flexed his spiritual muscles and said to Jesus, hey look, the other disciples, they're wimps. 
but you can count on me. I've got your back, Jesus. I'll be there for you. However, Peter wasn't there for Jesus. Peter denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. And then he swore. Then a little girl scared him. So Peter ran away, leaving Jesus and, and going back to his former way of living just when Jesus needed him the most. Peter certainly must have felt very down and defeated. But the angel said to the women at the tomb, now go and tell his disciples, including Peter. It was, it was, it was, it was awesome because basically, basically the Lord wanted, wanted, wanted to make sure that Peter wasn't forgotten. Essentially, essentially, Jesus, through the angel, was saying, make sure you tell Peter that I still care about him. I still love him. I still want to see him. Make sure you tell Peter he's got, he's got a future. I've got a future for him. Jesus wanted all of the 11 disciples to know, including Peter, that they could bounce back. They could bounce back from defeat, and so can you and I. We can bounce back from defeat. Are you feeling defeated for any particular reason? Are you feeling defeated because perhaps you used to be on fire for Jesus but for some reason, like Peter, you, you, kind of, you kind of got lost along the way, or maybe you deliberately deserted him at some point. Are you feeling defeated because you, you worked hard, but you lost your job? Are you, are you, are you struggling with defeat because, because you've tried, you've tried real hard, to accomplish a goal, you've tried real hard to lose weight or to stop smoking, to stop drinking, to stop gambling, to stop some other bad habit, but as yet you haven't as yet been successful? Or are you feeling defeated because a relationship hasn't worked out the way it should have, the way you thought it would and should? My friend, whatever might be the source or the cause of your defeat. Listen now. Easter reminds us. Easter reminds us our risen Jesus wants to help us bounce back from defeat. And you can bounce back. Amen? Amen? A couple of weeks ago, I started to make some eggs for a meal. And my little two-year-old grandson was present, and he saw me, he saw me take the eggs out of the carton, and, and he said, Papa, Papa, I help, please. I help, please. To tell you the truth, I wasn't keen on having baby Yanni break eggs, but I did not want to quench his spirit of helpfulness. Wasn't that good parenting, Ruth? 
I didn't want to quench his spirit of helpfulness. So I said, Yanni, let me bring, let me bring a chair over so you can stand on it and you can help me cook eggs. I had the pan far away from the stove element for safety's sake. I broke the first egg and showed him how to do it and dropped it in the frying pan so my grandson could see how to do it. Then I gave baby Yanni the next egg and I held my arm around his waist as well, just concerned that he not fall off the chair. So I gave Yanni the next egg and I said, okay, sweetheart, it's your turn to crack the egg. Yanni tapped the egg gently on the counter, but it wouldn't break. It wouldn't break. And I said, a little harder, sweetheart. So he tapped it a little harder, and he looked at me kind of like, Papa, why is it not working? <laughs> um, he couldn't, it just wasn't breaking. I said, hit it harder, honey, hit it harder. So he hit it harder, and, and then it broke, and he, and he spilled the, the, the egg into the frying pan. And as, as, the, as it dropped in the frying pan, he says, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it, Papa, I did it, I did it. My friends, whatever, whatever has been the cause of your defeat, Easter reminds you that Jesus wants to help you bounce back from defeat so you too can shout out, I did it, I did it. With Jesus, I did it. I did it with Jesus. Amen? Amen. There's a fourth beautiful truth I want to share with you as to what difference Easter makes, and it is this. Easter reminds us that you can meet our risen Jesus and truly worship him. In verse 9 of Matthew 28, we read, and as they went, as the women started to go to tell the disciples that Jesus is risen, and as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. They ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. My friends, you and I can meet the risen Jesus. And what he wants from each one of us is to sincerely and truly become a wholehearted worshiper of Jesus who conquered death, who rose from the dead, who paid full, full price for your sins and mine on Good Friday, but on the third day rose victorious over the grave. And now by his Spirit, he says to each of us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. He's knocking on the door of your heart, of your life. He knocks on the door of each life, and he wants us to say, Jesus, come in. I become a true follower, a wholehearted worshiper of yours. Amen? So reflect upon these beautiful truths. What difference does Easter make? As we sing in a moment, some of you may want to come and pray and say, Lord, Easter reminds us the Lord has exciting special blessings for you, for me, as we show love and loyalty to Jesus. Some of you have been experiencing, a lot of you have been experiencing those blessings. And on this Easter Sunday, you need to just bow before the Lord and just stand before him and say, I thank you, Lord, for the special blessings that you've given to me in my life. Others of us perhaps are especially touched by that second truth, that Easter reminds us our risen Jesus can turn our discouragements and despair into hope and, and joy. Some of you today, some of you came to church discouraged and in despair. The good news is you can come to the Lord and say, Lord, Jesus, I invite you to turn my discouragements and despair into hope and joy. Amen? Amen? How wonderful it is to know that you and I have the privilege of worshiping Jesus. So would you stand now? Would you stand now? And let us pray. Dear Lord, Oh, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege of being your child, of worshiping you. And I pray, dear Lord, that you would help each one of us here, that you would grant your blessings to each one as love and loyalty is shown to you. And I pray that you would help others move from discouragement and despair into fresh hope. And I pray, oh God, that you would help others to bounce back, to bounce back after whatever's happened in their life. Oh, Lord, together we want to become the body of Christ that truly worships you in spirit and in truth, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.